What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. This is uh, one of those days where uh, you can't really do much because we got rain off and on, so you can't mow the lawn or anything no. like that. Um, unless you're one of those people who likes to mow their lawn in the rain. Oh, I hate that. No. It's so messy. It is. I even don't even like the early morning. Uh, you oh, know. you got to wait till the dew burns Yeah, off. exactly. Yeah. Um, so... Now it's Monday. We want to recap the weekend first before we get into oh, yeah. some of the other stuff that we were doing. Uh, Ken, what did you do this weekend? I had a great weekend. Um, let's see. Friday, went to the movies. Ooh, what movie? Saw, uh, this is a Michigan-influenced movie, Evil Dead Rise. Okay. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Your review? <laughs> uh, fantastic. I okay. loved it. I, lo- I love the whole Evil Dead series. Uh, Steve Ramey uh, and uh, Bruce Campbell, uh, Michiganders, uh, were executive producers on this one, but they weren't in it. Well, okay. It, he didn't Bruce make Campbell, a cameo? Well, he did make a cameo. Bruce Campbell did make a cameo. Went back and looked afterwards. I don't know. Should I reveal like an Easter egg? Mm, maybe not. Maybe okay. not. Because it just came out like a couple weeks ago, couple right? A couple weeks ago okay. and it had done well at the box office. But it was very good. I enjoyed it. If you like blood gore and scary kind of jump out of your seat movies, that's okay. a fun one. So All right. Did that. Uh, then Saturday, went to Graner Farm. Ooh, nice. Beautiful. You pick up, what'd you pick up? Um, got some pea shoots. Okay. Which nice. are delicious and they taste just like peas. It's like eating lettuce of peas. Nice. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Uh, cilantro shoots. That was fun. Um, and, and, you know, my significant other got some beautiful tulips. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, so Any other shoots? Uh, well, we did some camera shoots. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> of the uh, chickens that are out there. They're beautiful. Very nice. How about you? What'd you do uh, this weekend? Jocelyn ended up going to uh, Barbit. Speaking of going to farms, yeah. uh, I I did not have a chance to go, but uh, I stayed home with the dog and we hung out for a while. Very nice. Uh, we're getting ready for his 16th birthday. Oh, that's right. Yep. It'll be tomorrow. So, so is it 16 times seven? Is that the actual age? No. Uh, it's it, And it's so weird. Like there's, that's the misconception of most where they say, okay, well, it's seven years. But as dogs uh, age, uh, you know, like those first couple of years or first year, that's like, they go through almost to their teens into their twenties. It's like their first year is seven yeah. or tween, teens or twenty. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he'll, uh, if we did the math according to charts for small dogs, he's about a hundred and four years old. Wow. Yeah. He's seen a lot. He has. He has. <laughs> and sometimes he doesn't see a lot because he is starting to go blind a Poor little guy. bit. Um, but no, exciting about that. Uh, and then um, also I picked up, and I'm excited about this okay. because I love Mountain Dew. Yes. I like the Mountain Dew special flavors, but I picked up the Mountain Dew Summer Breeze. Oh. Which uh, they said is supposed to taste like a bomb pop. What Those is red, the pop? red, white, and blue popsicle. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And I mean, jury's still out on that one because I had it and I was thinking, hmm, pretty good, but uh, I feel like I need to freeze it now. Oh yeah, and see if it actually tastes like that. What color is it? It's blue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, pretty good though. Kudos to the marketers though. Mountain Dew mm-hmm. Summer Breeze. Yep. 
bringing it all together in one bottle. Yeah, it's kind of it <laughs> counteracts itself there, okay. uh, but no, it's it's pretty good. So okay. worth uh, giving a try if you uh, pick it up at your local grocery store. Very nice. Um, but a lot of things to get to this morning as far as tomorrow being the special elections oh, that's right. in, in many communities. Uh, a lot of people seeing some stuff on their ballot. Some, some communities, like I think for Niles, we don't have anything. You may not have anything. Yeah, but there are a lot of communities with a lot of very important stuff. Different townships, villages, etc. There are a lot of school millage mm -hmm. uh, type renewals, school bonds, millage renewals, those types of things on the ballot in Berrien County, several school bonds, plus uh, Buchanan Charter Township has an expired fire millage renewal proposal. Uh, Village of Stevensville has a marijuana proposal we can talk about if you wish. Okay. Uh, Van Buren, uh, several uh, communities will have school bond proposals on the ballot, plus uh, Bangor uh, Historical Society has millage. Mm -hmm. The township has a road millage. Covert has several millages uh, before voters. Keeler has some as well, township operating millage. And then over in Cass County, again, several school operating millage renewals and a non-homestead millage renewal. So that one will apply to commercial, industrial, and non-primary residences. So if you have okay. a second home there. This is interesting. Most of these, uh, most of these proposals are pretty straightforward. Yep. They'll say, you know, vote yes on this vote, uh, and and they'll usually explain a little bit. But one that pops up for me is the marijuana proposal because a lot of stuff that I've been seeing, uh, it can get a little confusing mm -hmm. because, and many people will see this on their ballot when they see the verbiage of how it's written. It can be like, wait, <laughs> if I vote yes, what happens? If I vote no, what happens? And there, there seems to be some confusion there. I thought there was a requirement that the question had to be straightforward, but that may not be the case right. because a yes equals no or a no equals yes in this case. That's how you see the campaign yeah. signage in that area. But here's the, here's the language as it'll appear on the ballot. Shall the village of Stevensville adopt an ordinance mm -hmm. prohibiting adult use marijuana establishments under initiated law one of 2018? Yeah. The Michigan Regulation and Taxation Marijuana Act, which will completely prohibit adult use recreational marijuana establishments in the village and repeal the village's previously adopted ordinance. <sighs> that's a lot. I just like passed out for a second there. <laughs> I think that's what they're hoping. <laughs> I was waiting for you to stop. I thought there was, I thought there was like, after the first sentence, I was like, okay, yep, I think I made my decision. I think I know what I would want. And then you just kept going <laughs> yeah. with all the other stuff. And it seemed like it's, it's two questions. It's going to confuse people. Shall, as I read it, shall they prohibit mm -hmm. adult use marijuana, recreational marijuana, and shall they repeal the mm -hmm. associated villages previously adopted ordinance, which said, yeah, it's okay to, Sell sure. recreational mar or mar marijuana here. So a yes means prohibit. I don't want everything's gone. Yeah, no, yes no, means no prohibit chance. it. Yeah. yeah, prohibit everything. Get rid of it. Ban it. And then a no means, means. a yes. I would like to have it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, <laughs> why did they word it that way? I don't. I mean, maybe there was some legal reason they had to do that. Yeah, probably probably because of the something that was active. And not being able to, it's just, a, it's just a mess. So villagers of Stevensville, pay attention. Yeah. And read it twice. You know, yes. like the story problems you had to read in, in college and high school, <laughs> read it a couple times. The train just to is know traveling sure. at 60 miles an exactly. hour. Exactly. That's what I felt like was going on. I was like, wait, when, when am I getting to Chicago? <laughs>
At what time? Am I going to be able to make the game? I yes. don't Yeah, I don't know. Acres per hour. <laughs> uh, NFL draft was over the weekend as oh. well. Oh, okay. uh, that was uh, something that it lasted for three days. Mm. I turned it on on Saturday and Johnson was like, this is still going on. Did it need to? Not really, because okay. back years ago, they used to just do Saturdays and Sundays. Okay. But I think they, since they shifted it to Thursday night to kind of do the first round prime time, let everybody know who these teams got, and then they, they drag it out to Friday, the second, third round, and then Saturday's all the rest of them. But I turned it on. I was like, man, this is still going. She said, Why? <laughs> And I said, well, they used to do it to where they did Saturday and Sunday. She said, probably because they want guys to go and mow the lawn. Oh, yeah. And do regular Sunday stuff House instead chores. of spending time in front of the television. What was the last draft pick? Was it like draft of 225th? It's uh, two, I think it's 260 oh, wow. to uh, 259. Honestly, I, think I was, was making that up. Yeah, 259 college football players. And then uh, some of them. Uh, even some kids, I think there was a Dewajak kid, oh. uh, high schooler, or not former high schooler, Dewajak, and then he went on to play, I can't remember where, but he ended up getting uh, not drafted, okay. but he did get signed um, in the undrafted free agent shortly thereafter That's by, happy. I think, the Saints. Okay. So congratulations to him. Congratulations. That's very nice. And the next draft will be? In Detroit. In Detroit. Yeah, that's going like to be that. exciting. We should road trip. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I know I know. Uh, Bob Buchholz, uh, our sales manager, we had talked about that because uh, this last year, this year it was in Kansas City. Okay. So not too far of a road trip, but no. then next year we'll be in Detroit, which is exciting. Okay, okay. I think we can find stuff to do there. I think a Saturday, I would go on Saturday. That yeah. would be fun. i go on Friday. Yeah. Friday and Saturday. Uh, now, Thursday, not so much. No. Unless we get to like do the show live from the draft, which I don't know if we can pull those strings and make that happen. Can we say things like the NFL draft or is that prohibited? Like the, you know, that's a good question. Game. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe we should stop talking about it. Okay. It's news. It's the news. <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do and uh, pull some strings and make some things happen. But, but it's time now for Got Something to Say, where we share uh, great conversations with local organizations. I get a chance to uh, learn more about them, hear about events and all the things that they have going on. And I'd love to hear from you. Uh, maybe if you're part of a nonprofit, maybe you're a part of the board, or you just really enjoy the great things that they do, feel free to reach out. Call 925-WSJM. Email let's talk at WSJM.com. Got something to say brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. My guest today, I'm very excited to be talking with Heather Olson. She's the uh, founder, executive director of My Life in Numbers. Heather, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I'm very excited to learn more about My Life in Numbers. Uh, it's a fairly new organization, but it's something that uh, is near and dear to your heart. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about how, how this all got started. Yeah, so in July of 2021, I decided to start My Life in Numbers. So um, actually yesterday was my diabetes anniversary. So when I was diagnosed um, 17 years ago, there was just like very few support um, available for my parents and myself. And I kind of, um, I went off to college and I found a group that was just like nice to talk to mm -hmm. and um 
you know, we just, it was like a nice community. And that was my first time that I was kind of surrounded by other diabetics and things like that. And so when I graduated, um, I wanted to be able to come back home and give back to my community and offer those resources that I didn't have when I was growing up. So I decided to go for it in um, 2021. So after, um, after I came back here, I kind of researched how to start a nonprofit and everything. Yeah. And so um, it has been super, super great. So um, pretty much a little bit about my life and numbers. So our mission is to support and empower people living with type one diabetes. So with that, we have a program for newly diagnosed diabetics or people that are just needing support. So we kind of provide them with an advocate, just someone to talk to the support side of things, someone that knows what it feels like to be diabetic and have those struggles. And also yeah. someone that will be there for you and like help celebrate those wins. Um, and then we also provide it for the parents too. Cause I know sometimes it's, it's nice to have another parent who's like, I'm dealing with this with insurance or, you know, I just had this come up. And so it's just nice to have someone in the same exact shoes that you've been in and just someone to talk to that knows where you're coming from. So that's a little bit about our advocate program. Um, we also do in-school consultations. So I meet with kids in the schools usually once to twice a month and just kind of like check in, make sure they're getting everything they need. Um, I've also like spoken at classes and just been like, here's the highs or here's the symptoms of highs and lows. And, you know, just it's yeah. nice for especially like the elementary kids for them and their peers to be able to be like, okay, you know, this kid is having a low blood sugar and this is what I can do to help. So I think it's just kind of like bringing the awareness to things. Um, so I'm super excited. I'm looking to do more outreach in the schools and things like that. Um, we also do kind of like a monthly event. So it's just a way to meet other diabetics in the community. So last month we did a cooking class. This month we're doing kind of just like a spa night. So it's just something to meet other people and also just hang out and be like, I'm in here with 10 other diabetics. And right. so it's, it's super nice. It makes you feel like you're surrounded by a good community. And so it's, it's definitely been super rewarding. Um, we're also paired with um, a group and we offer free counseling. So we help pay for the cost of um, those services. That way everyone can be taken care of kind of mentally and physically. So I know that's a big part of it. And sometimes it's just nice yeah. to have someone to talk to and counseling can be hard to find and costly. So we want to make sure that everyone has access to those resources. Yeah, it's certainly a life-changing uh, experience. Uh, and I know you could speak on that because when, when you're diagnosed with that, it, you know, like you said, all these different things of not understanding where to go from there and, and something as simple as, uh, Cooking and, and understanding, okay, I got to change my diet. I got to change the way I live. I got to, and then also the people that are around someone that has di diabetes, especially type one, is understanding what to do in certain situations. I mean, I think I like, I love the idea of uh, getting more into the, the schools and, and educating the people, not only the folks uh, that, the kids that have diabetes, the, the you know, and but also the teachers, administration, but even the kids around them, understanding, hey, this is what's going on. This is you know maybe stuff to look out for and understand because I know uh, I'm I may not not be diabetic, but I know I could you know name five, six, seven people that I know that are close friends that have it. But I will say I don't know enough 
uh, about it. So I think this is a, a great thing, a great organization, like you said, a, a much needed uh, kind of organization in our community. So Heather, um, other ways that, that we can get involved. I know you, you mentioned some events and some things coming up. Uh, what, what do you have on the calendar that we need, we should be a part of? Yeah, so I'm super excited. We're hosting our second annual golf outing. So that is June 10th at Hampshire Country Club in Dewajak. So like I mentioned, it's our second year. So we're yeah. still looking for teams and sponsors and things like that. So last year it was a great event and it's just kind of like a fun day getting people together and raising awareness of our organization and diabetes. So it's always a fun time for that. And then we also have a community engagement fair coming up. And so a little bit about this. So it'll be July 21st and it's at Marion Magnolia Farms in Cass. Mm. And pretty much what we're doing is it's just going to be a bunch of local organizations and nonprofits who are like making a difference in the community. So I kind of thought of this because I wanted to network with other organizations and also kind of where we come from is like form those partnerships and help other small groups that yeah. are just starting out like we are and, you know, get out in the community and show community members all about our programs and services and things that we offer and raise awareness of our group and all of those incredible groups too, because I'm sure that there's other small groups out there that are doing these awesome projects and just kind of need help getting their name out there. So um, we're going to have kind of some a variety of groups. Um, we're going to have some bands for live music, some food trucks, cool. things like that. So I'm super excited. It'll be a fun event. So yeah, stay tuned for that. That's awesome. And I know uh, being, like you said, a, a fairly new, uh, you know, only a few years old uh, organization, awareness and getting the word out is, is very important. What about volunteers for some of these things uh, that you you guys are trying to do, events and, and such? Uh, do you need people to help out with that? Yeah, absolutely. We're always looking for volunteers, um, especially for our events and things like that. Um so if you're interested, definitely reach out to me. Um, my email is heather at mylifeandnumbers.com. And yeah, if you're interested in helping for events or even just helping at our monthly events that we do, like the cooking class and things like that, we're always looking for extra hands on deck. And especially too, if you're diabetic and you're looking for these resources, definitely reach out to us. We're always um, willing to help anyone and especially just once you make the connection, I feel like it just kind of grows. Like our kids yeah. in our school programs, you know, we've gotten them an advocate and into counseling. And so once you're in, I feel like the resources are just endless. So definitely reach out and we're happy to help. Absolutely. And those, like you said, those schools that uh, maybe see a need for for you guys to to come in and educate. I think that's so important. So definitely reach out in that way. Uh, best place for us to do that, Heather. Uh, I know you got a ton of great resources uh, on your website as well uh, and some cool information and we can keep up with events and all that. But uh, website and, and social media and any other ways that we can learn more about my life in numbers. Yeah, I mean, I would say the biggest ones right now are just, yeah, the website, social media. And then I also send out kind of like an email each month just saying, hey, here's what's going yeah. on. Here's how you can get involved. So, um, yeah, I'm always willing to help whoever needs it. So 
That's really great. MyLifeInNumbers.com. Love this organization. Love that you uh, you saw the need and said, hey, let's jump in and uh, let's start this. And I, I love that you're having some great success and wish you continued success in the future. And uh, Heather, I look forward to talking to you more uh, at some point uh, as maybe some of these events come up or more other ways to uh, to get out the, get the word out about My Life in Numbers. But thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. And I'd love to spend time with you and your organization. Uh, you want to give me a call, you can always do that. 925-WSJM. Email let's talk at WSJM.com. Love to chat and always love to get the word out about organizations that are doing some great things here in Southwest Michigan. Not only can you hear Got Something to Say during the morning show, but also in the afternoon at 530 after news with Andrew Green. And you can always check out the podcast at WSJM.com and the app. And it's brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Last hour, we were talking a lot about uh, what may be on your May 2nd uh, ballot, special elections that will happen around uh, the area. Many people will have to go to the polls tomorrow. Yes. At what do, Most polls open at 7, go 7 till 8. Yep. So that's something you got to watch out for and uh, get some more info on that at WSJM.com and the app uh, for some of those things you might need to watch out for. But another thing that may be on a ballot uh Coming soon to Coming a, soon a ballot to near you. you. Yes. Have it, you ever heard the saying, make hay while the sun shines? No. Yeah. Well, I have heard that, but what exactly does that mean? Is I that would a think farming the etymology thing, right? of that is, is that you, you can't harvest, just like we were talking about earlier today, you uh -huh. shouldn't cut your lawn when it still has dew on True. it. True. When the sun shines, it dries it out, it makes it easier to swath. That makes sense. Sith, that makes whatever sense. you're doing, you're cutting it. Okay. Yeah, so make hay while the sun shines. There is a woman from Howell, a third-generation farmer, speaking of the sun, who wants to ban... You t ban, to ban it. Ban. Okay. <laughs> wants, wants to get She's rid of ban it. big, huge solar arrays on farmland. Okay. She's she, concerned. She does not grow hay. She, she grows mushrooms. She, mushrooms? Okay. Yeah, mushrooms. She's a, a mushroom grower. She wants to ban large-scale solar operations on Michigan's farmland. Uh, Aaron Hamilton, third-generation farmer from Howell area, says our goal with this initiative is specifically to protect and preserve farmland for long-term agricultural use. Renewable energy development interests um, has grown. Okay. A lot. Uh, they're looking for thousand plus acre projects mm -hmm. where they put solar panels on farmland and it's generated some backlash in and that area. Is that something that is affecting the growth of her mushrooms uh, and, <laughs> and all that? Because I mean, I know where different things like solar and wind, there could be things that could cause um, not only taking up acreage, but also uh, disrupting the way that things usually grow. There's there are a lot of questions about how these large scale solar panel uh, farms, mm -hmm. solar farms, how they affect the surrounding environment. Yeah. Everything from does it create a microclimate? Can I burn my crops when I have a solar farm? They say no, you should probably shouldn't sure. do that. Um, does it does it affect the, the my ability to grow stuff around it? Right. So a lot of questions. I think what the what what her primary concern is preserving farmland. Yeah. Once it goes into solar panel production, it, it it's going to be a while before it turns back into farmland. That has a number of uh, follow-on effects, mm -hmm, such as mm -hmm. if you're if you're not growing locally, then you're not able to purchase some 
agriculture products yeah. locally. It has to be trucked in from other places, which happens a lot. So I think there are a lot of different concerns. She wants to see this initiative on the November ballot. Unfortunately, she didn't define some of her terms uh, quite well enough. Mm-hmm. So she's going to redraft her proposal to say exactly what is a, a large-scale utility yeah, because it sounded like large as in 1,000 acres or yes. more. So, yes. I mean, we see a lot of them starting to pop up, wind farms, uh, solar farms. I know many farmers around the area will kind of set off some of the, that acreage to for that uh, building to happen. Yeah. Um, but it could be interesting. Yeah. Could put a halt to some of that stuff. Yes. Um, but we'll watch out for that. So make hay or make energy. Make hay while or the sun make shines. energy while the sun shines. Yep. Mm, there that you go. sounds like a headline. <laughs> uh, other headlines that are out in the news. Uh, aliens might reach us with a message by 2029. What are they saying? Well, according to a new study, they might be reaching us with space signal messages as soon as uh, 2029. Earlier this month, there was a radio signal detected coming from a distant planet, which gave researchers hope that uh, there could be other planets out there uh, that could support alien life. Now, scientists are using spacecrafts like uh, Voyager 1, Voyager 2, Pioneer 10, and Pioneer 11 to beam messages into space, and they figured out how long those messages take to get to certain planets and sure enough if there are aliens on those planets and if those aliens respond we might be finally receiving those messages in about six years or so but (laughs) they don't say what the actual message is uh, if it's either in, a, in an alien language they can't interpret or or what exactly. Can you imagine how hard this is? I mean when the when the battery goes low in one of my smoke alarms in the house it takes me like a month to find it. Right. It just chirps every so often. And so now we're thinking about, oh, we get a signal from somewhere. Mm-hmm. How do we even know what it says? And how do you know it's coming from somewhere else? Like what was it just oh, yeah. bouncing off of somewhere, you know? That cloud. A, a satellite, a cloud. And uh, can you imagine just being the guy that just sits with the headphones on waiting for some sort of sound that comes from somewhere. What if they're prank calls? They could be prank calls. Maybe that's what's happening. (laughs) Aliens are prank calling us uh, with all kinds of different things. The messages are like, is your refrigerator running? Oh my gosh. You better go catch it. (laughs) Hopefully their jokes are a little bit better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they're better than that, but uh, we'll we'll keep you posted. Uh, re- reach back out in 2029 when we find out what these uh, oh these messages are. But you can always uh, send us messages with anything that uh, you might see in the news. There's quite a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we'll uh, we'll touch on some more stuff here in just a few minutes. But again, reach out nine two five WSJM email. Let's talk at WSJM dot com. Always like to catch you up with what's going on in the news this morning. And I don't know about you, but uh, if you see the new fancy cars on television, oh. uh, it seemed and all the different car shows, it seems that the screens on those things yeah. are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, in some cases, they take up the whole dashboard. Oh, yeah. They're huge. Yeah. And you can't even find the radio half the time. <laughs> it's there, but you can't find it with all that stuff. But yeah, some of the screens, it's like they're putting giant TVs and all that in there. Mm. But what I noticed... Uh, this story in pretty interesting is that you may start to see things go backwards, backwards. Uh, as far as the design goes. Okay. Um, because apparently we're tired of touch screens. Oh, okay. Especially in cars. But I, I've even noticed that like flip phones are starting to make a comeback. 
I wouldn't be surprised if even like the BlackBerry keyboard starts making a comeback. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But so car makers, they're they're saying screens. Screens in the future, we might go back from less touchscreen, more knobs, more and, knobs and, and buttons. buttons. Huh. So uh, I could see that. I mean, sometimes it's annoying if you've got grime on your fingers, yeah. you touch the screen, and then all of a sudden you've got to clean the screen again. I've noticed too that if my hands are cold no. uh, when I get in the car, or even when I'm on my phone, or if I'm wearing gloves in the winter time, yep. the screens don't understand what's going on with my touch so i'd rather hit a button or turn a knob instead you know what i do like are the are the hap is the haptic feedback oh yeah when you when you you touch something and it gives you the sensation that you've actually pressed a button yeah that i like those are nice um one thing i don't like is the like certain cars newer cars will have all of the different safety features like they'll give you a buzz <laughs> uh, on the seat if oh, you're getting too close to the rumble strips. Oh, that. Okay. Those are nice, uh, but it's, it's it's kind of annoying when you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of close to the line, <laughs> but I'm not that close. No, get over. <laughs> I had a loaner car not too long ago. My car was getting serviced and, mm -hmm. and I had a loaner car and I, you know, I, I'm sure I was paying very close attention to the roadway. Yeah. And at some point I must've been too far off onto the shoulder area and it by itself pulled me back to the center of the lane. I've seen those happen too. It, and I gave it resistance and it gave me resistance back. It said, Nope, we're going to be in the center of the lane. Cars are fighting with us now. I'm telling you. Um, but they said that, you know, it's what's so interesting is that, you know, newer cars and fancier cars will have the touch screens, but really the, the touch screen is almost, them going for the cheaper option because oh. the the touchscreens may cost only like say fifty bucks a screen. So the car companies uh, they'd love to keep using them, but many many people have been saying, "All right, well, let's." <laughs> the knobs and buttons are a lot easier to find without looking for them. Yes, because that's the thing when you have touchscreen, even if you have a little bit of a, like a like you said a haptic response, yeah. you don't know if you actually hit the button where yes. you were supposed to hit. Yes, so being able to turn a knob or hit a button may be a lot easier and a lot safer. Yep. Um, younger drivers are finding this out with the knobs and buttons being a lot easier. So companies have started to switch back to some of that stuff, but the switch could be temporary. Uh, Hyundai is one of those few companies that hasn't gone uh, in all in on the touchscreen, uh, but their lead designer says the buttons and knobs could go away for good as cars become more autonomous. And really in this, I think in the near future, we won't actually have to take driver's ed because oh. there will be automatic cars and you'll just get in a car and you'll say, hey, I want to go to this place. And that's it. Driver's ed was the best class ever. It was unless you were with the bad drivers. <laughs> like I might I, have been that. Yeah. I had some kids that I drove with that it was not fun oh. being a passenger. Oh. I would I would try to I, I made sure before they even got into the seat that I was in my seat with the uh, seatbelt on and I was holding on for dear life. Yeah, yeah. Even in just in the parking lot. It's good training, that. though. It is good training. Um, and another thing that we've noticed uh, in the news is that sometimes, oh, uh, no. one, a lot of people are switching jobs still. That great resignation and the and the great switch is yep. happening with a lot of people because they are going for to places that may offer signing bonuses right. or just a better work environment. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people are going to be switching jobs uh, after dealing with uh, this CEO that's in the news. Uh, 
one from a furniture company that's not oh, too far from here. Yeah, Miller Knoll. I mean, you may have already heard about this. We just there's a follow up to the story, but for those who have not yet heard what the story is, Andy Owen, who leads Zealand based Miller Knoll. Um, was in one of those online town hall meetings. Mm-hmm. And anytime you do something on video, on a microphone, on the internet, you know somebody's capturing it and it could potentially be taken out of context. So watch what you say. And watch what you say and and just know it could come back on you. Yeah. Well, that happened for Ms. Owen. Uh, she, was, she was getting a question from her town hall meeting of, hey, what happens if we don't meet the $26 million sales goal, what will that do to our bonuses? Well, she mm. said, yeah, she said, hey, um, a former boss told me you can visit Pity City, <laughs> but you can't live there. <laughs> Get out of Pity City. Get out of Pity City. Get on City. the next train out of Pity City, folks. Well, that didn't sit well. Mm. That didn't sit well. So when, you know, and, and take it in context, this is, this is a, a CEO of a company. She makes a pretty good salary. Right. And that it is a good question with some of these people because their livelihood is, uh, if they're in sales, their livelihood is being able to maybe count on some of that bonus. That's they, right. They, even though they, it's a bonus, they still count on that. It's part uh, of what as, you're, you're expecting for exactly. the end of the year for the swimming pool and stuff. And that's, that's my question is if so, if they wouldn't have hit that $26 million sales goal, that CEO probably still getting paid. Probably still getting paid. And I think the, the salary estimate was around $5 million. Not all of that salary, some of it's stock options mm-hmm. and travel mm-hmm. on the corporate jet and that kind of stuff. But the follow-up to this is, is she is issued an apology. Okay. She said, I want to be transparent and empathetic. And as I continue to reflect on this instance, I feel terrible that my rallying cry seemed insensitive. (laughs) So it's an apology, but not really an apology. What I had hoped would energize the team uh, landed in a wrong way. I didn't intend that the way that it was taken. So Mm. for that... I'm sorry. Mm. So it's like, I'm sorry you feel that way, a little <laughs> yes. bit kind of situation. She's reflected on it uh, by laying in her Scrooge McDuck pool <laughs> and just v- relaxing. Visuals are fun. Pity City, pool of cash, yeah. coins. Or, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I, Stay what? out of Pity City. You can't live in Pity City. I've never been to Pity City. I've never been there. I heard it's nice this time of year. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with that. I'm sure she'll, not only with the apolo- apology that she gave, there may be some backlash by probably some workers leaving and changing jobs yeah. uh, at some point. So we'll... We'll keep you updated on some of that stuff, but uh, stay in the news with all the uh, things that are happening with uh, WSJM.com and the WSJM app. On your Moody on the Market update brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service called IMS Today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And Moody on the Market's you know, not just for business, it's for important people you should know about that's and great right. things happening and great organizations, all good stuff that's happening in the community. And there's some good things happening over at Our Lady of the Lake. Absolutely. A fifth grade teacher at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic School in St. Joseph is the recipient of an award from You Can Lend a Hand, an organization that supports Catholic schools throughout northern Indiana and western Michigan, Lindsay Goshgarian hope I said that right. Gosh Garian nice. has been teaching since 2009 and has been with Our Lady of the Lake since 2012. She runs twice yearly student retreats and she introduced the Lakers to the science fair mm. and the innovation expo. And she plans to start teaching STEM classes K through five next year. 
That is awesome. Yeah, she uh, got the uh, Christ the Teacher Award from You Can Lend a Hand at uh, the reception uh, earlier this month. Uh, the keynote speaker was Bishop Paul Bradley uh, and Gosh Garian, which if that's her name, that sounds, I love that last name. It's that's a great, great. name. Uh, very like uh, Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> I am the, from the Gosh Garian family. Uh, but she won the award uh, out of nominations from more than 40 different schools. Yes. She said that teaching is a profession that is, of course, uh, mainly practiced in front of students. It feels great to be able to uh, be acknowledged in a larger community as well. That's right. Our Lady of the Lake Elementary Principal, Sherry Kirshner, said Goshkarian is deliberate in her lesson planning. Her days are full of cross-curricular activities, Catholic culture, and instructional best practices. So congratulations once again to Lindsay Goshkarian. And uh, Our Lady of the Lake was very busy over the weekend, yes. too. They had their uh, their scene auction, um, Strong Catholics Strong Catholic education needs everyone. They did a silent group of silent auctions and and door prizes and all kinds of fun stuff on Friday. And then they had even more stuff happening on Saturday. So looking forward to hearing uh, the result of that and seeing all the stuff. They had like six. I was talking with the organizers, <laughs> six hundred and some odd items oh between gosh. silent and live auction. I love silent auctions. Uh, yeah. And the cool part about it, uh, and, uh, and they do this auction, they've done this for over 37 uh, different uh, occasions over the years. And one of the interesting parts about what was in the live auction was now that Our Lady of the Lake is Our Lady of the Lake and yes. no longer Lake Michigan Catholic. That's right. That means a lot of signs and things that have been on buildings and oh. churches and, and all kinds of stuff. A lot of that signage was up for sale. So I'm curious to know how much that went for. What is the most interesting thing you've purchased or procured at a silent auction? Ooh, Can you think uh, of that offhand? Usually I just get like gift cards or gift baskets okay. and things that I end up winning. But there's so many cool things at silent auctions that I want. Yes. But I always get outbid. Yeah. 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 I'm a sucker for, for silent auctions. The weirdest thing that I purchased was a, uh, I think it was either a wetsuit or a dry suit. Oh. And and then I used it to go in the in the water. A wetsuit or... Make sure you know what kind of suit it is before you go in the water. I went in the water. It was fine. It worked. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's good. But Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've gotten any. Have I used it since? No. Huh. Used yeah. it once and you're yeah. good? Yeah, that was it. I like I like to bid on consumables. Oh, yeah. Like if it's a gift basket of food, oh, I'll do that. Or yum. wine or something like that. Yeah. Or if it's like experiences. Like if I'm able to win like baseball tickets or something like that, Ooh. I'll go for that stuff. But again, I always get outbid. So next time you see my name on a silent auction, you see my name there, just stay away. Yes. Just If Don't. you see my bid and that's the high one, just <laughs> and, let it go. Yeah. And even if I end up losing... And if anybody wants to write my name in towards the end there, I'll and, and I win, that would be great. <laughs> Pull some strings for me, people. I know I go to a lot of these fundraisers all around the community, so oh, help, help a brother out. Yes. Uh, but check out more stories at MoodyOnTheMarket.com and stay in the know with a lot of stuff happening in our community. Uh, and your Moody on the Market update brought to you by Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency, with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. Stay in the know with Southwest Michigan's business by going to MoodyOnTheMarket.com. A lot of uh, stories from our team of contributors about um, a myriad of different things. A myriad of uh, different I love things. that word. Yes. Uh, then our Moody on the Move series, new one with uh, 
the Inid Harbor Shores and Planks and a lot of cool stuff that's happening there. Zach East will have that for you and see past Moody on the Moves as well. And recipients of our awards program like 40 Under 40, Best Places to Work, Bold Women of Business, and so much more. You were 40 Under 40. You were I am one of the, yes, of the many 40 Under 40s. Do you so, have like a shirt or something? You should wear a I shirt. have a nice award. Okay. Uh, a major award that sits at my house. Very nice. In my office. Uh, so that's nice. We do need t-shirts. We I need t-shirts. T-shirts would be nice. Or pins or something yeah. like that. Or all 40 under 40 uh, recipients have to get tattoos. <laughs> you know, in a very discreet place, we'll make it classy. But I think that's... Where do you uh, take that? I don't know. I think you have to get that. Uh, so next time like somebody... Like a tat? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, teardrop tats. A teardrop. Yeah, we'll just... We'll get those. We'll get face... Full-on face tattoos that just say 40 under 40. Post Malone can or, do that. Or, just thought of this, you've seen those where people get mustache tattoos on their fingers oh, so I that they those. can do that. Yeah. Hold, the, hold their finger up and they've got a little mustache. Yes. Maybe a Pat Moody mustache. <laughs> now, obviously, my ideas have to pass through Pat Moody and management and all that other decisions. So usually we, my ideas don't fly. Speaking of which, coming back to reality for just a moment, we saw Pat Moody the last week mm -hmm. at, a, at a station outing and he was looking great. And, you know, he's got the beard now. Oh, he's so, rocking. Yeah, he's battling, yeah. he's battling me with the beard. So, <laughs> Very nice. Um, it was so great to see Pat. It was great to see him. Uh, it's also time for your Moody on the Market update. We'll tell you about some of those stories that are over there. Um, brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency, with locations in St. Joseph and Niles. And uh, not too far from us, yes, uh, Mosaic CCDA going to have a Transformation Center groundbreaking later this week. That's right. Mosaic Christian Community Development Association is having their official groundbreaking groundbreaking ceremony this Thursday, 10.30 a.m., for a new space for community partners to connect and provide resources to the public. The new hub will serve as a transformation center. It'll be directly beside their current headquarters at 1804 M139 in Benton Harbor. And earlier this year, they announced their partnership with uh, construction company Pearson Construction to begin the Transformation Center and the vision of over a dozen community partners coming together to provide services right there where people can get quick access to what they need to get a job, to get back up on their feet, mm -hmm. to, to get moving in, in what they want in life. Yeah, they got some great partners like uh, Whirlpool Foundation, Storyline Church, First Church, uh, Honor Credit Union, United Way of Southwestern Michigan, as well as the Upton Foundation, Iberian Community Foundation, Pearson Construction, and Terra Architects. They're, they're doing some great stuff over there. And ever since they moved to that space, they've had some big visions and great ideas. And it's cool to see the next stages of what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Resources that they are going to offer in that transformation center for Mosaic will be healthcare. Access to fresh food, very important foundation, workforce development instruction, and an event center for additional group training or mid-sized gatherings featuring the most up-to-date technology and equipment. And we will have Andrew Robinson mm -hmm. in studio later this week to talk about it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I always love chatting with him and hearing about all the cool stuff because he's so passionate about it and he has so many great people that yes. have the same passions that he does uh, and same goals in mind. So it's cool to see that and just to see, you know, that, that process and how things are going. And then they have the big groundbreaking on Thursday. Yeah, so it'll be fun. 
Good stuff. So we'll see uh, we'll see him on Thursday around a little after 7.30 or on Wednesday, Wednesday yeah, at we'll 7.30. Wednesday. Uh, but then we'll see everybody on the ground breaking. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll check out more on that story uh, and many other stories at MoodyOnTheMarket.com. Your Moody on the Market update brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency, with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.